Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. So this week we are talking about 10 things or like 10 habits that I am committing to for my mental health and just general well-being this year. Um, probably around the time of my Saturn return. So when I was like 27, 28, um, I feel like I really went through like my spiritual awakening then. Like I have always been into like manifestation and like astrology and like those kind of things, like ever since I was young. But when I, like when my Saturn return hit, I just really like fell into it so hard. And I got like so obsessed with like personal development and like reprogramming reprogramming my subconscious and like doing all the things and started working with like some coaches and like doing online courses and all the things because I was really like determined to just like up level my life and really like manifest my dreams and I really realized how much of that it it comes down to your mindset like it comes down to your beliefs and so on and so forth and through that period, I became so dedicated to my morning routine. Like sometimes my morning rituals would last hours because it just felt so good. But like every morning I was getting up and I was really good about like not going on my phone first thing, like doing some journaling. I'd like pull some cards, like writing out kind of my beliefs or like journaling, doing all these things that were really good for like shifting your mindset and like just good, like I think of them almost as like mental hygiene practices. Like, and I was so committed to that routine for like years and probably somewhere along the way, like in the last, I don't know, probably like year or so, maybe like kind of closer to the beginning of the start of when I started studying my psychology degree, I sort of like fell off the bandwagon a little bit because part of me was like, oh, if I miss a day here or there, I was kind of like, it didn't really matter. And then I just kind of, I really didn't feel like I wanted to be in a routine. Like the idea of having to do certain things just really was stressing me out. And I was like, university is already such a big stress, such a big commitment. Like I don't want the rest of my life to feel like that. And so like, I kind of like all of those practices sort of like fell to the wayside a little bit. And I didn't really think that it was affecting me, but I sort of like woke up the other day and I was listening to this podcast with Dr. Daniel Amen. And if you don't know who he is, he's a psychiatrist and he worked a lot on um, like with athletes around like doing like brain scans and seeing how um, like the physical traumas that they have, like it actually does really affect your brain. And he really wanted to to develop protocols around like improving your brain health and so on and so forth. And one of the things that he talks about is how like as a society, we are like very addicted to dopamine as uh, um, for those who don't know, dopamine is like the neurotransmitter that really like it, it it kind of like is your reward system. Like if you just keep giving someone the dopamine for something, they'll just do it and do it and do it until they basically die. They did this study with rats and I think they put something in their cage where they could stimulate um, something in their brain to receive dopamine. And basically the rats that had free reign of that, they just did it until they died. So having too much dopamine is definitely not a good thing. And Dr. Daniel Amen talks about how like there is like good release dopamine and like not good release dopamine. So like when you're getting like huge dumps of it, like you get through like scrolling on Instagram or like really 
big events kind of happening, like those probably are not as supportive to your brain as you would like. And it kind of like, you know, sometimes you just hear something and you're like, whoa, that's like an aha moment for me. And I really realized how when I'm in school, when I'm stressed, we're really getting into it now, but when I'm stressed, I definitely will like numb myself out by like watching whatever I can find on Netflix and then scrolling on my phone at the same time. So I'm not really paying attention to either thing. I'm just like fully like zoning out. And while I haven't been in school, I haven't been doing that as much, but I noticed I definitely do scroll on Instagram a lot and I'm just on there and it's so mindless and I'm wasting so much time. And it kind of woke me up to being like, Hey, this is probably not the best for your brain. It's not the best for your attention span. Like you really want to do well in school this year. Like you need a good attention span. You need to be able to focus. I don't have ADHD, but it can, I think definitely like my I think everyone's attention spans have gotten shorter and shorter because of the way that we consume content these days. So that all said, I kind of, I realized like over the summer, I think I, I wouldn't say I've been like struggling with my mental health, but I think I've been sort of going through, sorry, I just had to pause to close the door because next door, as if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, they're building a house and sometimes you can hear it in the background. But because it's so hot out, it is very hard to record with like all the windows closed because it gets really hot in here. And so if you hear the fan in the background, I'm so sorry. Summer will be over soon and I won't have to use it anymore. But for now, it is what it is. And I hope you guys can just deal. (laughs) Um, But basically, so what I was saying is that Um, I really, so I haven't been like, I wouldn't say I've been struggling with my mental health, but it's like at the end of last year after school, I was so burnt out. I just kind of wanted to lie on my couch and do nothing. And I think I was judging myself a lot over like summer because I was like, I was really just feeling like I was lacking the motivation that I normally have. Like, I love the work that I do with my clients. I love my business. And normally I'm really like a get up and go kind of person. And it's really easy for me to just like get in there and like do the work that I need to do and like be really efficient and um, just get it done. And this summer I really struggled with that. And I think part of it was realizing like one, I'm definitely still like recovering and recuperating from like how intense uni is, which is funny because it's like by the time you really feel like you're back to feeling like you're in a good place, it starts all over again. We're going back to school in like three weeks. So that's the irony of it, but it it's fine. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I really realized is like I had really fallen into all these habits that were not supporting me in how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to structure my day. Like some of the things that I think I, I mentioned to you was like the scrolling on Instagram first thing in the morning and so on and so forth. And I was like, right, okay, we are going to get back on track with like it's like we're gonna just press the reset button i'm gonna get back into my like little rituals and routines and like just creating habits that support my brain support my mental health like support how i want to feel and just be like a little bit more intentional with everything and so i wanted to share those 10 things with you in case maybe you get some ideas or like you're like you know what i need some inspiration or maybe you don't even know how much these affect your brain or so on and so forth but let's get into the 10 things so thing, thing number one is I am not allowed to scroll, scroll social media when I first wake up. 
Like I, I do sleep with my phone next to me because I usually fall asleep listening to like a hypnosis or like, I like having rain sounds on. Um, but I'm definitely not going to be allowed to scroll Instagram first thing. When I get up, when I get up, I either just have to like get right out of bed or if I'm not ready to get out of bed, then I can do a meditation in bed. <laughs> and so I've been doing this the past few days and already I can tell you I have felt so much better. Like I kind of committed to like a little mini routine the past couple mornings and let me tell you I actually feel so much happier, so much more present. Like yesterday I tried doing a whole day of being like off socials basically like I wasn't like super strict and was like you can't even touch Instagram but I was just like no I'm gonna like intentionally put my phone like not right next to me so I can't reach it and with the books that I'm reading because I always read my books on my phone which is half the problem because you're just a few skips away from being on Instagram and so I was like okay I'm gonna read my books on my iPad but I'm gonna put my iPad in airplane mode so that I can't just easily um, go and get onto Instagram from there. And I think this is the thing. It's like when you want to create a new habit for yourself, you have to have a plan of action for what you'll do when it goes wrong, because inevitably you are going, it's, it's really easy to be like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And like, next thing, you know, like when you're in a moment of being not as present and mindful, it's really easy to just fall into that old habit because that's what the subconscious does. Like your subconscious always wants to be running on autopilot because that's a whole lot easier. So you basically have to find a way to interrupt the pattern or like make it so that it's not so easily accessible for you to just dive into doing the thing. And so for me, that was really, that was where using my iPad as my book instead of my phone kind of came into play. Cause I was like, I'm not even going to tell myself that I'm just going to have discipline and like keep reading on my phone because clearly I've proven to myself that I'm not able to do that for now at least. So I'm going to even just take totally take that option away from myself. I'm going to do my reading on a device where I cannot just go on the internet right away. And even having it on airplane mode, it kind of creates that pattern interrupt where it's like, you can't just go click on the app, you need to go get out of airplane mode, and then go to Instagram. And that would give me enough time to be like, hey, like, are you being intentional about this? Or are you just automatically going on Instagram to see what's happening? Because you're an addict. <laughs> and so if there, for example, if your thing is like, you want to stop mindlessly eating sugar, like I would say, like, just be like realistic and don't have it in the house. And if you do have it in the house, have like the amount that you're going to have for one serving and that's it. So this is a way that you're like, you're setting yourself up for success. Basically you're setting yourself up to make, make doing the thing you want to do be the easy thing for you to do, because that's going to what be what makes it so that you can make it into a new habit. And so that it's much more sustainable. Number two, I am going to meditate first thing in the morning because I definitely noticed over the summer, like I would kind of get up and I would be trying to do all of the things at once. I would go on my phone. I would be doing something else. I would do a little bit of posting on Instagram. I would be all over the place. Like there was no intentionality with how I started my day or like making sure I was in a good vibe. I was just diving in straight into all the things. And when you go straight into Instagram or you go straight into your emails first thing, you're really like setting your brain up to be reactive. And that's not how I want to be responding through my day. Like you're setting yourself up to be like really reactive and you're just reacting to all the things happening. And that's not how I want to do my life. So I'm committing to doing meditations first. I'm just doing 10 minutes because 10 minutes is really like 
it's all you need <laughs> if you want to do more great but i'm just not i'm not in that stage of my life right now i don't want to do more than 10 minutes 10 minutes is enough to get the benefits consistency is really what matters most so just 10 minutes while i'm either like lying in bed or like first thing when i get up and once it's done you're just done with it and then you can move on with your day and it's like you get your brain gains so much benefit from doing this so yeah, because being mindful is something I really struggle with. This is something I was speaking with my psychologist about the other day when I was like going to see her and she was like, you're kind of like really stuck in a really sympathetic state. And I was like, yeah, I know, like, it's really hard for me to be in my body. Like, it's funny, because working with so many hypnotherapy clients, I have a lot of not a lot, but sometimes I have clients who are like, oh, like, I'm scared to go into my mind. I'm scared to see what's in there. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But for me, I'm like, I have delved into that so much. I'm like, nothing can shock me now. I'm not scared of it. Like, whatever you show me, I'm not afraid. Like, I'm not afraid to be in my head. And I think also, like, being an Aquarius, I'm naturally very in my head. Like, that's just where I like to hang out. I can be really in my thoughts sometimes. And it's not always a good thing because you're not always being present in the moment. And I get it. Like, it can be a coping mechanism. Maybe, like, your reality when you are younger was really challenging or it was upsetting or it was hard to deal with. So it was really easy to live in your head. And that's something that I really saw in myself is, like, I would kind of almost dissociate from like the environment I was in because it was so much easier to just like live in my little fantasy world that I'd created or in books because that's where I felt safe and the things that you do as coping mechanisms as children they often carry on to be your coping mechanisms as an adult because that feels familiar and your brain loves what's familiar so for me being in my head is really easy but like being in my body and being like present in that moment having to really feel my feelings is like very um uncomfortable for me still I would say at this point in my life and it's definitely something that I've committed to this year working on like I've done so much work like in my head basically with like all the hypnotherapy I've done like on myself or like all the sessions that I've gotten and this year I really was like okay we're gonna move into more somatic work and you're gonna be in your body more which is like way scarier for me but we're doing it and so one of the things that really came up was um with mindfulness, it's basically just a practice of connecting to the present moment. And as somebody who likes to be in their head a lot, this is something I naturally struggle with. And so meditation is really good for that. And it will bring me to one of my next points, not the next one, but the one after that, I believe. So meditating first before anything else happens so that I am avoiding being in a reactive state throughout the day. I'm being intentional and being present. I'm connecting to myself and my body in the moment. Um, number three is taking like a 15 minute walk outside early in the morning. And of course, this probably isn't going to happen every single day. Sometimes other things are you have to do, but I, and this will actually be a lot easier when I go back to school because we have to walk around so much on the campus to get from where you parked your car to wherever your lecture is. So that's actually going to make that really easy because then you get to get outside and walk around. And so there is like so much research on how good it is for your circadian rhythm to get like sunshine in your eyeballs without sunglasses and on your skin like early in the morning. It really just helps set your circadian rhythm. It's really good for your hormones. Like you get that vitamin D. If you live somewhere where there's not a lot of sun or it rains a lot, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to you. Like this is why I moved away from Vancouver. I really am very like susceptible to um, 
seasonal affective disorder and like it's really hard for me to be somewhere where it's not sunny most of the time like I my I really do struggle with it so if you live somewhere where that's not the case I'm very sorry <laughs> um you can get like these lights these lamps that you can sit in front of that sort of like mimic a similar effect but I like walking first because like walking is just like a gentle way to sort of like wake up your body and like for me it's not even about like trying to get the steps in or whatever it's literally just about like how good it will make me feel to get like that early morning light or sunshine and I've been doing it for the past two mornings and even though it's been very hot where we are it still feels really good and I definitely feel like the kick-on effect of like how it just gives you like that burst of energy um the fourth thing that I'm gonna do is like keeping my phone away from me when I'm like sitting on my couch or at my desk or whatever. This was a habit that I sort of adopted last year when I was studying because I found that during lectures online, I would just be like kind of taking notes. But if something was boring, I would like just go hop on my phone and I wouldn't be paying attention. And you need to focus and pay attention. So this is like adding to that thing of how I was telling you earlier, just make it easy for yourself. Like don't have your phone in your pocket, put it further away, put it in the other room. Like I would literally put it in my bedroom. And that gives you time to like I was saying before, interrupt the pattern of you automatically just going on it because it's there. Because then you have to like literally get up, walk to the other room, it just makes it a little bit more difficult for yourself. And then it stops me from mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, because I'm just going to declare it now, I think it is an addiction. <laughs> and it's not helping me in any way it doesn't make me happy it doesn't fulfill me in any way like yes of course I like going on Instagram sometimes and like looking at home decor or like beauty stuff or like spending some time on TikTok and like and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with these things with these behaviors on their own I think the issue that I find with it is when I just end up doing it mindlessly and next thing you know I've wasted like an hour or two doing nothing. And I haven't even really been paying that much attention while I'm doing it. So the way that I want to use social media is I want to be intentional with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with spending like an hour on socials a day, but I want to be intentional about that time that I spend on there. So I think the issue that has been happening lately is I just haven't been very intentional and I just use it as a way to avoid having to feel my feelings. Because when you go on Instagram, you're just kind of like numbing out and like, it, for me, that's kind of what ends up happening. And I'm really committing to this year trying to get more into my body and like be more mindful and be more present in the moment. So yeah, that's how I'm making that easier for myself. And this, this leads me to my next step was number five was being more mindful and only doing one thing at a time. Um, research shows us that you it's literally impossible for you to multitask. Instead, what you're actually doing is task switching very quickly and frequently, which means that every time you start something, you kind of like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And it's very mentally taxing and neither thing really gets your full attention, despite what we might think. And even though I can acknowledge there is going to be certain times in life where you do kind of have to do two things at once, like say you have a kid and you have to take care of the kid, but you also have to cook lunch at the same time. Like, yes, you are going to be doing two things at once. It is what it is. That's life. It's not always going to be perfect. But the thing is, is I can... Like I was saying before, I have this really bad habit of like watching Netflix and also scrolling Instagram at the same time. And I'm like, this is really not like a useful behavior for anyone. Like this is not doing anything for your focus. You're probably like 
getting those big dopamine dumps and that's why you want to keep doing it and you just want to keep refreshing and seeing what you can see but it's really not contributing anything to your life that's valuable so i'm committing to being more mindful and only doing one thing at a time. Like yesterday morning, I sat down and I like went to go drink my coffee and I was immediately on Instagram and I was like, do you really need to be doing these two things at the same time? Like what a revolutionary concept. You could just sit here and drink your coffee and not do anything else. And it was just kind of one of those aha moments where I've, I've conditioned myself so much into always being doing two things at once. And I think, I think it's probably taxing me mentally. Like it's why you can feel so drained after doing those things. And you're like, I really wasn't doing anything like that wild. But I think it's just, we receive so much more stimulation, I think these days than our brain ever was intended for, or it's like our brain hasn't caught up to the level that technology has evolved at, or like the pace that our lives moves at. And I really think that the antidote to this is like slowing everything the fuck down. (laughs) Like we don't need to be doing 50 things at once. Like, It's really interesting because I I saw this thing where when electricity or whatever it was first became part of, I guess, the workforce or maybe not the workforce, but it was something else. And they were like, oh, like having this is going to allow us to have so much more free time. And it's so funny because we thought that having all these machines or things to help us to do things was going to give us more time. But actually, it just made us try and do more things in the same amount of time. And I don't really think this is good for your nervous system or your body or like your happiness or your quality of life. Like nobody is happy trying to pack in as much as you like physically possibly can into as few out many hours in the day as possible. I just don't think it's overstimulating. It doesn't feel good. So that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about like, um, gardening a little bit this year is like nature takes its time and everything gets done and it takes as long as it takes. Like I planted some flowers and I'm there every single day looking at them, watering them being like, Hey, like when am I going to get my flowers? But it, it takes as long as it takes. And it's not like I can pull them up every single day and look at it and be like, hey, are you growing yet? Because that would totally destroy the process. And I think sometimes, how can we learn the lessons of nature and apply them to our life? Like, maybe we just need to slow the F down and understand that things will take as long as they take. And that's okay. As long as you're creating the environment for the thing to happen in, the thing is going to happen. But we just have to appreciate that it takes as long as it takes. You can't keep pulling your carrots up and looking at them and then putting them back in the ground to see if they've grown anymore because that's not going to work. You just have to leave the carrots in the ground and trust that the carrots will come. (laughs) Like So many lessons from nature that are just so applicable to life. So number six is putting my phone on airplane mode when I sleep. So people who are really into the whole biohacking thing, like very aware of EMFs and blah, 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 like they, they make really good points because it's like the amount of like Wi-Fi and signals and like all the frequencies that are going on around us all the time and having an effect on our physical bodies that we're maybe not very aware of is something that like, I don't want to pander to the fear of it. Like I don't want to live my life in fear because the reality is I can't shut down every single 5G tower that's like around my house. Like that's impossible. And like, yes, maybe I can choose not to live right under one, but what I can control is putting my phone on airplane mode and just making it so it's one little less thing. And like, maybe it's placebo effect. Maybe it's not. But the past couple nights where I have been doing this, I do feel a lot more rested when I wake up in the morning. So 
I'll take it. Technically, everything is a placebo effect. Everything happens in your head. That's where reality happens. And it's so funny because we think reality happens like out there, but it really is all happening within us because everything is just sensation and perception and like us applying our beliefs to what we expect is going to happen in the next moment. But we think it's all happening now. So I'm like, even if it is just placebo effect, I'll take it. Like who doesn't want to feel better when they wake up. And I just think anything you can do, I think there's enough evidence out there to support that. Yeah, you probably don't want those frequencies going straight into your brain while you're sleeping. So anything you can do to encourage your body to get better rest is a win in my books. So yeah, putting the phone on airplane mode, not do not disturb, just straight up airplane mode when I sleep. Number seven, this is like such a basic one and it gets so overlooked sometimes, but like as soon as I started getting back into it, I actually really did feel like I noticed the kick on effects. And so this is like keeping a gratitude journal. So what I do is pretty much at the end of most days, um, or I'm committing to doing this most days, is writing just like three things that I'm grateful for. And, or it could be like three wins that happened. And it can be like as simple as being like, I'm grateful it was sunny today. And like, I know it sounds really Pollyanna and weird, but the thing with the mind is we train out what to focus on. And the more you focus on what you do have, the easier it is to notice how like, there's always more than enough. And there's just, there's so much research behind gratitude and how it makes you happier and like it's just so easy to do and it's so worthwhile so just writing down those three things and really feeling it in your body that's like the key thing it's like it's bringing it back to mindfulness. Like, yeah, it's really easy to just like whip out a piece of paper, write down three whatevers and move on be like, tick that box. Um, but you really have to be mindful about it. Like think about it. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be small, but feel the feeling of it in your body. Like feel that feeling of gratitude and like thankfulness for that. You do have whatever it is that you're writing down. Number nine is like feeling my feelings. (laughs) This is something I, I struggle with a little bit because I can, I very easily bypass trying to feel the feelings and try and go straight into intellectualizing what's going on. And it kind of like the more you try and ignore your feelings and push them down, the more they kind of try and like pop back up later. So I think now I have like a practice that I learned from Jess Lively and she like, you have to really experience it to fully understand how it works. And so, um, she doesn't do the inner voice sessions anymore, but she has like a training for people that she's taught how to do this process. And once you learn how to do it, you can very easily do it by yourself afterwards, but it is really nice to have someone to guide you through it. Um, so basically like just have a quick Google and look for like Jesse lively or like, and then if you're on her website, you can look for like inner voice facilitators is what you're going to be looking for. And then they have something called beanbag releasing sessions. So basically this is kind of like a somatic energy releasing process that you can very easily do by yourself. You can do it through the day. It's really easy to do, but I'm committing to like when those feelings come up, like intentionally feeling them and releasing them in the moment instead of trying to like intellectualize, oh, I think I'm feeling this way because I have a story about X, Y, Z, which I'm very good at doing at this point. Like, but it it bypasses like you actually getting what you need out of that by not feeling your feelings and just kind of like trying to skip over it and be like, I understand why I'm feeling that. I don't need to feel that way, which isn't really helpful. So I'm going to work on doing that prop, doing that process, like doing the beanbag releasing process, like that somatic releasing and also like observing my numbing behaviors. 
Last year, it was really shopping. <laughs> I would shop a lot when I was feeling stressed because I wanted to get like that feeling of like, oh, something's coming in the mail or whatever it is. And then I did like a hypno, I did a hypnosis session from on myself. I had someone do one on me about that. So I've kind of released that behavior. I don't really do that anymore. But the thing that is really interesting is like, I guess I would say in my past, like I do have like a history of having like a very addictive personality. And I think the thing that we need to realize behind any addiction is like you're looking for a way to avoid having to feel what you feel in the present moment because the present moment is so uncomfortable for you. So when we look at that being the root cause of addiction and like it can show up in so many different ways, like it can be you can be addicted to literally anything, but realizing what's behind it is you're just trying to avoid feeling how you feel. So just paying attention and observing for myself, like what are those numbing behaviors that I'm doing? Like now that I'm getting rid of my Instagram scrolling, I'm like, is it going to pop up in something else? Like, I guess we'll find out and see, but just being mindful and observing and I think that's the biggest thread through all of this is just trying to be more mindful and present through my life instead of like constantly running away from how I feel. And the last one is, I was sort of mentioning this before, was really working on my nervous system regulation. Um, I do really feel like my nervous system is quite dysregulated sometimes and it's something I've been working on, but I found this thing on TikTok actually and it's this woman called the workout witch is her brand name but basically she does online courses that allow you to do like somatic releasing through like i think the places that people really store a lot of emotions she said were like your hips your jaw and i think it was like your neck and shoulders so she has like a course for each one and so right now i'm doing the release your hips one because i think your hips are just an area that you store a lot of emotion in so each day they basically give you like a five to 10 minute video exercise that you can do. It's not yoga. That's important to like note. It, somatic releasing is different to yoga, but basically you do it for 30 days and it's supposed to help you like release the trauma or like the energy or like whatever that's stored in your hips. So I've been doing that for a week now. And like today when I did it, I had like the biggest release, like I, some stuff had happened earlier in the day. So I was probably already feeling a little bit activated. And then when I went and did it, it was just like all these tears started flowing out. And like, it was interesting because I kind of was flashing back to old memories of like things that had happened in the past. And I was like, you know what, like this is very uncomfortable and I feel really like like they were kind of painful memories. I'm just going to put it out there. And so I was like, okay, this is your moment to really release it. So I was like, let's just go into it. Had a good cry, moved through it. And afterwards I felt so much better. Like, so yeah, this is, I think it was just kind of like a reminder that I was like, yeah, you definitely do have a lot of emotion trapped in your body still. It really does need to come out. And I think it's something that actually has been contributing to like a health issue that I've kind of had for the last little while. So I'm really interested to see how like doing this kind of work is if it's going to have any effect on that issue or like whatever. So I will keep you posted on that. But if this is something that you kind of feel like you are like, yeah, that's resonating with me. I definitely feel like there's some trauma that needs to be released in my hips. Um, I would recommend checking it out because it's super affordable. It's only $60. And I've, I haven't done like the neck or the jaw ones yet because I was like, let's just do a thing at a time, you know? Um, but yeah, super affordable. She's called the workout witch. Just have a Google. I'm sure you'll be able to find her quite easily. This isn't sponsored or anything. This is just me 
trying new things and like wanting to share them with you if I found them helpful. Um, so yeah, those are my 10 things that I'm doing this year for my mental health. I hope this is helpful for you. And of course, as always, I do have hypnotherapy sessions open. If you are ready to get like to the root cause of whatever blocks or patterns or issues you have going on so that we can release them and transform them. So you can really like take action and show up with ease and confidence. So Yes, if you want to know more about that, there is a link in the show notes so that you can go check it out and you can book in a session with me. After when school starts, um, I'm definitely going to be operating on very limited availability. So if you've been thinking about it, now is your time. And yeah, that's it from me for today. I hope you have an incredible week. And as always, please don't forget to leave a rating and a review. It really just helps the podcast grow and get out there so we can reach more people. So yeah, that's it for from me, from me for today. And I will talk to you soon.